Welcome to Everything Imaginable, the podcast for curious minds on KGRA Radio. And here is your host, Gary Cochileo. Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cochilillo, although I'm sure all of you already know that. Uh, before I get started, I want to thank the contributors to my show. Without them and without you, none of this would be possible. I have my executive producer, Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, senior editor, Amanda Steele, author of Ghosts of Me, binaural production engineer, Damian Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, and monthly co-host, Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. And if you're interested in becoming a contributor to this podcast, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com. You'll find a bunch of information there, and you can donate money to help cover the cost of hosting and producing and all that kind of stuff. Or you can simply donate a little bit of time by doing some promotion and um, just putting this out there, too. I'm kind of looking for somebody to take care of my newsletter because I haven't put one out in about three months. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is Anthony Danino, and he has written a book called The Power of Giving and Gratitude, A Path to Crafting Your Reality. Thank you for being on today. Hey, Gary, it's great to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, what motivated you to write this book? Yeah, great question. I, um, I, I've, I've long kind of felt uh, the benefits of just being thankful in my life for things I have and uh, seen a lot of the benefits uh, that not just the giver, but the receiver has uh, when they give to others and help and try to make a difference in other people's lives. So um, like I said, it's been a thought and a passion of mine for a little while, but I put some research to it. Uh, because opinions are great, but a lot of people like to have, you know, facts and figures and numbers and mm -hmm. all. So I actually wind up doing a lot of research and, and found a number of uh, different studies that really pointed to not just the fact that you feel good and, you know, uh, proud of yourself or, or whatever the emotion is, but that there are a number of physical, mental and emotional benefits that people receive or the giver or the person practicing gratitude receives just by practicing these two, these two crafts. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's been a passion for, for a while and, and was fortunate enough to put pen to paper or, or fingers to keyboard in this case and, uh, go forward and write the book. Wow. Um, I, I, so what are some of the techniques that you suggest in your book to help a person cultivate gratitude and giving actually? It, yeah, well, with, with regards to giving, uh, it, it's just to do it. Um, you know, there's no big grand plan revolving around giving, but the thing that, that I always like to make clear and do so in my book is that giving is not just about, hey, let me write out a check or let me give somebody some cash. You know, that, that's uh, uh, an important and much needed mm -hmm. uh, way to give, of course. But, you know, there's so many different other forms, uh, including giving your time, giving your attention, uh, being able just to help somebody in a situation when they're down or, or having some troubles, you know, giving your time to listen, 
uh, to other people. Uh, it, it's just, uh, again, I go on to, to a number of other areas of giving in the book, but um, yeah, in terms of, of how you get started, it's just by doing it. You know, whether it's something, you know, that seems very simple, like uh, yeah, holding the door open for somebody, you know, when you're when you're about to go in a store, or just taking those few extra seconds, you know, even though it seems like minutes, take those few extra seconds just to say hello and just to, to be kind uh, to other people. Uh, with regard to gratitude, again, similar type of answer in terms of there are different forms and different ways you can do it. Uh, personally, I wake up in the morning every day and run through a few different things that, that I'm thankful for in my life, uh, mm -hmm. number one. Uh, secondly, I'm, I'm into meditation mm -hmm. and just sitting quietly. And as you know, there, there are many different forms of meditation, but um, you know, one, one of the ones that I practice is in line with just taking a few moments and kind of just running through all the things that I do have in my life and focus on that versus what I don't have or what I think right. I need. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I am into meditation and it did make a huge impact on my life, that's for sure. Yeah, um, no doubt. So, how, you know, coming to the point where you were to, to write this, I mean, I have to kind of assume that at some point your life was probably kind of a shit show and you had to make a change to fix it. Yeah, you, you, that, that, that's that's real. I love talking about this because, um, as as you know, I also do some speaking, some you know keynote mm -hmm. speeches and all, and you know motivational type talks. And yeah, that's, that's I had a situation where um, I met this gentleman, and his first question to me was, "Okay, what's your story?" Yeah, what hardship did you come from? And you know, what, that, that, that's why all people are motivational speakers because they've overcome something. And, and you know, quite frankly, um, yeah, I, I've been very fortunate in my life. You know, I'm, I'm healthy. Uh, I've always had a you know, good, loving, supportive family. Uh, I've, you know, I've grown into a, a marriage and you know, been blessed with kids as well. And you know, so for me, I, I don't really have that hardship that mm -hmm. led me down this path of, of giving gratitude or you know speaking. Uh, it's just a matter of, for me, uh, it, it just kind of uh, life kind of availed itself to me understanding that I, I feel I have a very good message to send out to people. I want them to have a positive impact, not just in the immediate and short term, but long term. Of people's lives and and positively impact as many people as I can, you know, while I'm here. Right. Um, so then, what would you say to like the homeless guy who has nothing to give and no reason to be grateful? Yeah. Well, you know, undoubtedly there are a lot of people struggling um, in just a number of ways, and you know, one of the things I write about in the book is in terms of being. Uh, thankful for things, even when you're down, even when you go through a hardship, even when you have difficulties, to really, really focus and kind of break things down on a very minute level, and from there kind of build up. So, for example, yeah, I write in the book, you know, perhaps you're having all these difficulties, but be thankful. Be thankful that you could read the words on this page, right? Or if you're listening to an audio book, be thankful that you could hear, you know, the words that are being spoken. 
So for those who are struggling, for those who are down and, and just going through a difficult time, gosh, especially these last, what, 12, 15 months right. uh, with COVID, it's, it's so, so many people. Uh, again, just, just step back. And yeah, things aren't ideal. Uh, things can be a lot better. Even if you just get back to where you were, things can be a lot better. But right now, it's really important to turn inward and really focus on the things that you do have versus what you're you're missing out. Hmm. It sounds simple, but it's not. <laughs> it's definitely I mean I mean for people that are really hurting, yeah. That's a huge challenge. I agree. I, I, I agree. But you know, he, here's my thought on, on on things like that, Gary. Um, you know, and, and thankfully I'm not homeless as, as you know you asked about. Or, um, you know, I'm in a situation where, um, you know, my, my, I'm just very thankful for, for so many things that I have in my life. Um, yeah, it is a challenge. But the thing about it is, if, you know, we, we could say, oh, it's so hard, it's so hard, it's so hard. But I'm a believer um, in, you know, the words that we speak as well, not just the positive mindset, but the words we speak. Mm -hmm. So, for example, one of my favorite quotes is... Uh, uh, Henry Ford, uh, it's actually my favorite quote. It's whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. So, you know, to those people who are really struggling right now, you know, for me, you know, we could focus on, you know, the negative, the negative, the negative, but that, to me, that just always brings the negative back and it always keeps it top of mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, whereas if you focus on something or, or get behind something that um, does make you feel good or does make you feel thankful, the more you have those feelings and the more you have those emotions, um, the, the better that your life can become. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, no, nothing like that is, a, you know, there's no miracle cure or pill to make it happen that quickly. But again, we have choices every day in life, right? So what are we going to focus on? Are we going to focus on the down and the bad and the negative? That's going to bring more of that feeling to us? Or are we going to go more the positive? Again, you know, the mm -hmm. choice is ours. Um, can you give me an example of where somebody might view a situation as negative and how they can view it as a positive? Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, let's take work, right? Mm -hmm. uh, let's take um, example of people have been laid off, right? Current events. A lot of people have been laid off. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Um, and wildlife causes... Yeah, you know, a lot of you know strain and difficulties. I've been through that before. <laughs> it is not a fun time in life. Uh, but what I've learned is that you know, again, just in keeping your your theme and your line of questioning, uh, to be thankful for, for the fact that at least in my case and a lot of cases, people are able to get unemployment, so they have you know some money coming in. Number one, but number two, and I think more importantly, it allows us. To, to really kind of step back a little bit and kind of reevaluate what we're doing, mm -hmm. you know, where we're at in life, where we want to go, what we want to do. Hey, you know what? I had this great dream years ago, and then life, you know, quote unquote, got in the way and kind of pushed all that aside. Well, maybe this uh, this current hardship, as we see it now, is really an opportunity that says, hey, you know what? Maybe I can explore, re-explore what it is I initially wanted to do. Or maybe there's something else that's just a better fit for me overall. So in terms of, <clears throat> excuse me, of things like unemployment and, and, and troubles and struggles right now that are real, I get. 
um, again, it's it, it, to me, it comes down to mindset and choice and how we look at it overall. Um, how would you approach somebody who, like, 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 like recently with all the mass shootings, like, how would you approach a family member who's lost somebody from an event like that and try to convince them to be grateful? Yeah, look, I mean, stuff like that. You know, there's always a realism to, to hardships and, and like you know, major life events like that that happen. There's no way, you know, that I or anybody, at least the way I feel, would be able to go up to somebody like that and say, hey, look at the bright side. No, 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 no. This is a horrible, horrible, horrible event. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's, there's, you know, in terms of a loved one, gosh, yeah, I, I, I pray that I'm, I'm never in that situation. But I would never uh, assume or go up or, or try to, you know, um, get somebody to say, hey, but be thankful for A, B, and C, even though this, this horrible thing has happened to you in your life. Uh -huh. I would never do that. So then what, what people or what audience is your message geared towards? Yeah, quite, quite frankly, I kind of kind of feel that my message is really geared for. Um, there's no specific audience per se. I mean, in terms of, of the speaking I do, I work with both nonprofit companies and, and, and for-profit companies. Um, so, uh, you know, while it's mostly adults I deal with, I, I've also co-developed a uh, self-esteem, social skill building curriculum for teens. Uh, and now for elementary kids, uh, it's called the Core Project, mm -hmm. named after my company, which is Core Creating Our Reality. And essentially, you know that that particular uh, curriculum that myself and associate have designed, uh, co-designed, is is really geared towards helping teens who have kind of made a left turn in in terms of decisions they've made, um, and just to try to help get them back on track. You know, through understanding things like um, <clears throat> overcoming fear, empathy, uh, self-esteem, empowerment, uh, you know, messages like that. And we actually have, you know, devised and written out entire lesson plans that the court systems are using, some schools are using now as well. So, uh, so just to get back to your question, I, I really don't feel I have, a, you know, a defined audience per se in that, you know, the messages that I try to deliver to people are more geared on just, um, you know, being positive in their life and going forward and something that is not just, Hey, here's something to feel positive about for the next hour, but really giving people, you know, ideas and, and, and kind of clues or cues to, to help sustain that throughout. So what are some of the tools of uh, CORE? So, so the CORE project, um, or, or CORE as a whole, creating our reality, it, it's <laughs> in, in speaking terms, and, and I always laugh when I tell people this because it sounds really corny, but uh, <laughs> I, I go by the moniker of the quote-unquote the smart guy. And SMART's an acronym. But in all sincerity, it's at the heart and soul of what I believe, not just as a speaker, but really as a person. And it stands for success means acquiring right thoughts. Because I fully believe that with the right way of thinking, and more importantly, here's the key, taking action, you will, without exception, be able to create your reality. 
-hmm. So what is it that you you want out of life, out of relationships, out of friendships, out of you know attracting that right person <clears> to you? <throat> what is it that you want out of your career? You want to start your own business? You know, what is it that you deep down inside really long for, really desire to do? And then helping people to understand that every day and in every way we make those choices and decisions to get us closer to that or or conversely possibly even further away hmm. um one of the things that you just meant like one of my uh meditation teacher used to always say uh with your thoughts you create your reality mm -hmm. um however most people are not able to even control their thoughts to begin with. Do, do, do you address that? Well, I, I would, I, I understand that, and I was one of them. <laughs> you know, in, when I first started trying to get into meditation, um, my biggest obstacle was, yes, shutting off my brain, but also when I would go into a room and sit quietly and close my eyes, I had this crazy notion that there was somebody or something watching me and laughing at me. And I really, and I really couldn't get into that whole, you know, quietness and stillness that, that meditation, you know, tries to get you into. Mm -hmm. And, and for me, the way I overcame it was, you know, with the idea that, you know, maybe somebody's watching me and all, um, I, I came to a realization like, so what, if this is helping me, I don't care. It's okay. Right. And, and with regard to the, the thoughts and just the constant chatter that goes on in most people's minds, uh, what really helped me was to just put on some, you know, I download an app, meditation music type of app, and I find something that just lets me kind of just settle in and really focus my thoughts. If I'm trying to focus my thoughts on something, be able to focus it on just that. Or conversely, if I'm trying to sit quietly, and just be, right? One of the toughest things <laughs> that, that we could ever do is just to just be and just be quiet mm -hmm. and just, you know, not let anything overcome or overtake our thoughts and our, our mindset. Uh, yeah, when I could get to that point, it's just, it's such a fantastic and amazing feeling. It just kind of personally, anyway, I don't know about you, but, but for me, it just recharges me and it just makes me feel good about things that I'm doing, mm -hmm. I've done, or that I'm trying to. Um, when, when, during my, like, uh, where are I going to go? With, with meditation, yeah. um, and, and, and your thoughts, how many thoughts do you think a person has during a day that are actually real? I mean, I know it was for myself, I always say 98%. If my thoughts are bullshit, yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, honestly, I, I, I don't know the, you know, what, what, if there are studies done on that topic, but that said, you're probably pretty darn close if you're not right on <laughs> with that. Because, you know, I mean, you know, if, if we stop and think about the thoughts that we actually have, that at least for me, they're fear based and they're based on, oh no, if this happens then all these terrible, horrible things in my life are going to happen afterwards. Mm -hmm. But most of those thoughts, and maybe that's the same with you, is led by the word if, right? So meaning it's it's not the reality that's happened or is happening, but it's kind of, I, I almost wonder, and, and I don't have the, the you know, um, psychological background to, to address this correctly, but 
I almost wonder if it's really just more of a defense mechanism in, in that we're trying to prepare ourselves as much as possible for every possible scenario out there. And, and for me, I drive myself crazy with that sometimes, right. <laughs> just to be open <laughs> and honest about it. But um, uh, it, it's kind of cool when, whether it's during meditation or, or out of meditation, and you, and you just realize, hold it, I'm out here. What the heck am I doing to myself? Right. <laughs> you know, this stuff hasn't happened. It, it, it's not going, or it might happen, but right now it hasn't. So mm-hmm. let's just stay down that path of what is going on. What is it actually in front of me? Yeah, that's like one of my favorite things. Is like when I lay down to go to sleep and yeah, my brain yeah. starts thinking of every possible bad event that oh. could happen to me and how I could avoid it. And yeah. I get to stay up all night. I love that. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's it's funny. I'm uh, I'm in my my fifties, and and realistically, or, or according to doctors and you know tests and all that stuff, I'm a healthy guy. Um, but it's like, hold it, I felt a, a pain. You know, sure, it's this far, and you know, it, it's so far away from <laughs> from my heart, but maybe it's connected somehow, and maybe I should go take an aspirin or something. You know, <laughs> you just go down that silly road. And to your point, sometimes, yeah, you keep yourself awake with all these, all these weird kind of thoughts. But, um, yeah, yeah, to me, it just kind of dives back to, to um, a point of trying to live in the moment and, and appreciating what you know you have right now versus fear that, that encapsulates us all sometimes. Right. I mean, the only thing that actually is real is this moment. Yeah. I see what you're saying. And by the time we even notice it, it's already gone. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you believe in setting goals and planning for the future? I I, I do believe in, in setting goals. Um I, I believe in um you know having an idea of what it is I want to accomplish, whether the future is today, right? And later in the day, be sure that by the end of the day. I have so many things accomplished, um, you know, or if it's long-term, but the, the thing about it is I've also come to understand, and this is, you know, age is a great teacher, right? So I've also come to understand that while things may not happen exactly 100% as I've laid them out in my mind, um, number one, I think it's okay. Number two, um, I really have come to learn that it pays to be adaptable <laughs> to the situation and what changes. Whereas in the past, if something went wrong and skewed for my, you know, my grand plan in life, it'd be like, oh, this is horrible. Now what's going to happen with my life? And this is going to be, oh, this is the worst possible thing. Now it's like, okay, there's a little frustration initially, right? Just to be honest about it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, this happened. Now what can I do to make it better? So, um, yeah, I do believe in, in setting goals, but I also have yeah, learned to understand that it's important to be adaptable to the things that may come up that quite possibly are out of your control. Have you ever found that some of the situations in your personal life, some of the worst things that you ever thought could happen and happen, and then you look back in hindsight and you realize they're actually the best things that have happened? Yeah. Yeah, sure I have. I um, <clears throat> I had a job. I was in um, pharmaceutical sales for um, overall 
a little over nine years with this one company, about six and a half. And it was early, it was uh, late 2000s. And at that time, um, you know, it seemed like every other day you were reading in the newspaper how this company's laying off, you know, a thousand people, this company's laying off 2000 people. And yeah, thankfully my company was doing very well. We never had those issues until we had those issues. And me and a, and a thousand of my closest friends across the country, <laughs> we were all you know, laid off, which mm -hmm. is a, a fancy way of saying you were fired, right? Uh, not necessarily because of something you did, um, but just the, the, the economics of it that the company saw, um, you know, saw it as a need. Okay. And, you know, it, you know, at first it, it's, it's a blow. It's, it's a blow to the ego. It's like, hold it. I know, you know, for me personally, I knew I was doing a very good job. I knew my numbers were very good in terms of the position I had. I was in, in sales and, um, you know, I, I couldn't understand it for a minute. And then it was like, but you know what? Okay. Then this is just something that's telling me I need to take a different direction in my life. Mm -hmm. And thankfully before I, I, I had that situation arise, I started down the road of speaking publicly and then ultimately after a few more years i went on to develop my own company which quite frankly if i stayed the path i was on might never have happened and in terms of you know professions and careers i'm as happy as i've ever been so it, it ultimately wound up being a very good thing for me that was definitely crazy not having a boss yes yes and when, when I need off, I find that my boss is uh, is pretty cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you, you are married, right? I am, yes. So, so you kind of have a boss. Well, that's true, yes. <laughs> She's pretty cool, though, too. <laughs> She's pretty understanding. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so what are some of the... Um, most challenging obstacles that you've run into trying to get people to, you know, start giving and to start feeling gratitude? Yeah, r really, I've found that the, the biggest obstacle is ourself, right? Because these aren't things that you have to train for. It's not like you're, you're getting ready to run a marathon and you have to have the discipline and the courage to get up and run so many miles every day and build yourself up till ultimately you could run that you know, 26.2 miles. Um, so, so to me, it, it's, it's more just a mental game uh, mm -hmm. in terms of what is it you want to do and what is it that you want to accomplish. You know, figuring out how important this is to yourself and, and ultimately implementing it, making it part of your life. Uh, it, it's nothing that you know, I, I might say, or you might say the most brilliant things that anybody has ever heard, right? And, and think mm -hmm. about what it is that you do, and, you know, and, and focus on and, and uh, you know, UFO phenomenon and, and, you know, paranormal and Bigfoot and Sasquatch, all, all those guys, right? right. Um, you can have the best possible information and show 100%, hey, this is undeniable now. But... I have the right to say, ah, it's uh, it was done with special effects, or ah, you know, this this information was doctored somehow, right? Uh -huh. So you can't make me believe what you believe, but you can go out and give the best possible information that you have at your disposal and try to help people see that hey, this stuff is real. Right. To me, it's kind of a similar thing to what I do, just a very just obviously different. 
kind of direction that we come at it from and what it is we're ultimately trying to show people. But, you know, we, we could only make people do what they ultimately decide they want to do. Right. Do you ever use any type of like testimonials or other people's stories to help swing them around? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think storytelling is is probably in terms of like a, a speaker's kind of uh, um, uh, things that they could pull from. Stories are, are most impactful because they they show people that others who are just like them or have some similarities, something in common with them, are doing exactly what it is that they may want to do. So whether it's a you know a situation where um, somebody need to overcome like a job loss and they went on to do bigger and better things in their life. And, um, or, or if it's something with kids, as I told you, I worked with earlier sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, helping them see that, Hey, you know what, even in these really bad times and this really bad neighborhood you live in and the challenges that you have to overcome, there are others who have actually been able to do that as well. So look to them for you know, guidance or inspiration or support, um, you know, versus, uh, just saying something and hope it's hoping that sticks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. E- examples go a long way. Oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And you know, my style is to try to make it as interesting as possible for the listener because they, I've been, I've been in the audience and, and listening to people and there are just some truly gifted, you know, speakers and presenters out there mm-hmm. in terms of what they do and the way they tell a story and the way they get people involved. And there are other people who just like, Oh my God! You're looking at your watch. I can't wait to get out of here. And this guy or this woman, so so this or so that, and it's just you want to get out. So yeah. so for me, my style is always about making it interesting. Of course, you know, utilizing stories and, and really making it interactive, you know, as possible as I can with the audience, just wow. to keep them engaged and thinking about what I'm saying. Do you give the people in your audience a chance to speak and answer questions? I do always, always. I, I think it's that's important again for the reasons I just said, but also because people have things on their mind, and you know, I, I do Gary ultimately what I do, uh, because whether it's a, in a business way or in a personal way, I, I want to have a positive influence mm-hmm. on people's lives. So you know, a, a lot of times I'll tell my my audience in advance, hey, we'll have a Q and A at the end, but if you hear something during this and you want to talk about it. Throw up your hand, or shout it out. You know, stand on your head. You know, do whatever you have to do to get my attention, and, and we'll address it. Um, because I think it's just that important. Because it's that important to people. Yeah, and obviously sometimes you have to rein that in and, and go mm-hmm. on. Usually within a certain time slot and all. But I'm always there uh, at the end afterwards if people want to come and talk. That, that's always important to me. You ever have somebody just like you know, like you know. I think this is just a bunch of BS. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I have had that. I think it's great because it gives me the opportunity to to tell them, you know, that I respect their, their thoughts about it, but I kind of see things differently and here's why, you know, and go mm-hmm. into that. So for you, it's just all, it's perspective. Perspective is quite frankly and quite probably my favorite word. It, it really, you know, life to me kind of comes down to perspective in, in a lot of ways, if not in every way, right? And how, how you look at situations. Um, you know, there, there are undoubtedly some, some terrible things that are going on and have gone on in the world, right? Um, 
but you know, is this also um, not that I, I, I never want, I never believe that we have to go through a tragedy to learn. I think we actually have all the knowledge that we need to make life what we need to make life um, and, and to make it better. Mm -hmm. uh, but some people find that, you know, their eyes are open after a terrible event and, and I'm glad that they're open. But again, personally, I never want to have people suffer and have people go through pain to have your eyes open. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in, in part, I guess, and, and I really haven't thought about it in, in this, in this way before. So, so great question, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, I guess in part, I kind of want to beat people to the punch of, of, of us all having to go through the pain to, to realize something better, right. you know, something right. different and something more impactful in a positive way. Hmm. Is there a difference between gratitude and happiness? Hmm. I would say gratitude is a big, big, big uh, ingredient to happiness. But, you know, happiness, like everything else, starts in your mind, right? Um, and it's not always about being, you know, thankful for something. It's just about being and just enjoying the moment, right? So um, I think gratitude plays a big role, uh, but it's not necessarily the only ingredient uh, to being happy in life. Hmm. Um, but it does help, right? Like, like if, if a person's grateful, they're definitely usually going to be happier. I, I, personally, yeah, I think so. I mean, it, and, and it's not just really personally. Like I said earlier, yeah, there, there are different studies that just point to the person's overall happiness, you know, based on being, you know, more thankful mm -hmm. for, for things that they have in their lives. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's a major component to it. It does help to to recognize what you have, and I think too one of the things with gratitude. Um, I don't know. Do you ever find that that people mistake gratitude for ownership? Hmm. Tell me a little more about that question. What do you, like a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, I'm grateful for my house, or I'm grateful that I have kids, or I'm grateful I have a car, or I'm grateful for, you know, having some money in my pocket. But that's ownership. You know, I think real gratitude is um, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to um, just to be really like, like for me, like real gratitude is I'm grateful mm -hmm. to be having whatever experience that I'm having at this moment. Even if it sucks, I can be grateful for it because if I wasn't sure. alive, I wouldn't even be having a crappy experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I see your point about that. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I guess I differ a little bit about that, Gary, because um, it's, there's nothing wrong to me. Uh, to be thankful for, you know, material things that you have in life. Um, not everybody has them, right? Yeah, you talked about the homeless person before, mm -hmm. right? So, so I don't think it's necessarily bad uh, to be thankful for, you know, the, the things that you have, the physical things that you have. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, further to your point, 
I, I think it's very important to to be grateful for <laughs> the the life and the breathing <laughs> and you know perspective that you have on life. Right. Um, but again, I, I kind of think that uh, they're both. I don't know if this is what you're going for, but to me, they're both acceptable. You know, right. we need to be thankful. But yeah, I think um, it, you know if you place too much emphasis on the things that you have in life, then you know, I, I kind of, yeah. You know, well, you, you, well, you always want to be careful not to question what somebody is thankful for. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think it's important that the people who really focus on that stuff more are, are missing a bigger picture. Right. Yeah, I think to your point. I guess the reason I asked that question is because I believe the happiest place on the planet where you're going to find the happiest people, I believe it's uh, Burma. And most of them are Buddhist monks that basically have nothing. Mm, It almost mm -hmm. seems like the less sometimes that people have, the happier they are and the more grateful they are to actually have nothing. Yeah. Where with us, it's the complete reverse. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I think that's disappointing. Here's the thing to your point, right? You know, for people who struggle with what you just said, oh, how can people think that way or be that way? Oh my God! There's so much less stress <laughs> in their lives as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, not not in terms or in terms of not having you know the 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 house which comes with the house payment. In terms of not having you know the nicer car or any car that typically comes with a payment. Um, you know, and and with regard to you know Burma and, and the Buddhist monks that you mentioned, yeah, that, that, you know, I, I think that they're really like an example. Uh, for for things and, and ways and reasons to be you know thankful you know for life mm-hmm. for you know breathing for being for being able to make a difference so you know whatever it is that that they're thankful for obviously I'm even though I have the the haircut like a Buddhist monk I, I don't uh, <laughs> have that <laughs> have that experience AKA for those of you who can't see me I am bald uh, so. <laughs> But hey, I shaved. It was a life, lifestyle decision. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I know for for me personally, I, I I find that people that have the simplest lives are usually the happiest, the most gra- most grateful, and the most giving. Yeah. I, and I, I got to tell you, I think you're right about that in all honesty. I, and I marvel at people like that because too often, and I'm guilty of this too sometimes, not as much as I used to be, but I still I still fall into that trap sometimes. So, wow, you know, they have so little. Yeah, And who the heck am I to say somebody has so little, right? <laughs> first of all, I think that's the first mistake. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, how can they be happy and, and, and look at their house or their clothes you know and all of a sudden it's like hold it when did i become a judge right who, who said that i get to judge people and, and what's going to make them happy no no, no, no. That, that's all individualized and, and and to your point yeah people people who, who you mentioned who are like that ah i i just think they're fantastic and and, and it, it kind of gives me um more of an appreciation kind of grounds me a little bit, you know, if I'm kind of getting off that track, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, wow, they're so right. What the heck was I thinking? You know, have you ever considered 
selling all your stuff, getting rid of all your money, and just going out and living in the bush just to see if you could still remain grateful? Uh, just give, give, just far. give, just give everything away. I, you know, I, I have. I mean, I that would be like the ultimate giving, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be. That would be. Um, you know, I, I haven't. I won't say I've gone that far. I mean, I, I've had that fleeting thought in the past, but nothing I've really actually explored. Would I ultimately do something like that? You know, the 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 ideal you know person in me says, of course I would. You know, that would be mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah, well, look, look at me and all this stuff. Now, I, I, I don't know that I would, quite frankly. Um, you know, and, and, and I guess, you know, I almost wonder if part of that, while I, I think there would be a lot to that um, and, and a lot of good that could come from that, you know, I, I, I kind of think that in a way that that's, that's almost, that, that's almost showing, uh, you know, I want to be careful about this. I haven't really thought this through much, but I almost wonder if, in a way, you could also look at that and say, you know, again, perspective. Um, say, well, well, shoot, look, look at all you've had, and how is that being thankful? You know, whether it's, you know, in my case, I'm mm-hmm. a spiritual guy, right, to God, or, or you know, isn't that kind of not being thankful? Or, or then I can flip that back around on myself and say, well, hey, the ultimate gift is the giving to others. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and making sure other people are taken care of. So long story short, no, I have not really thought of that and consider that with any depth of, of, of you know, time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that is an interesting you know, prospect. And, and quite frankly, you know, there are people, I'm sure, who have done that. Right? Oh, yeah. I say more power to them. You know, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you a hypothetical situation. Tonight you go down, you go, you sit down with your family to have dinner. Your wife and kids are there. And you're like, you know what? I was on this podcast today. And this mm-hmm. guy said oh, that 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 for me to really be grateful, I think I need to, to get rid of, give everything that we own away and go out and just live off of nothing. Right. How do you think that conversation would go down? Oh, I think it would be uh, <laughs> a lot of puzzled looks on faces uh, <laughs> around the table. Uh, I'll tell you what, I might just do it anyway tonight just to see the reactions. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, quite, quite frankly, it's, I, I think the reason it would be have very puzzled looks and, and confusion or like, you know, um, daddy's never done drugs before. What is he doing them now for, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you, you know, it, it, it would be interesting to have that conversation though. You probably uh, sell a lot of books. Like, like yeah. it would definitely yeah. be. You definitely will get a sequel out of it. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I took my own advice on giving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I put it to action. You, you know, but um, you know, just, just in what you just said, um, I, I, I always try. I, I never profess, and I just don't believe it that I'm like this kind of like, you know, giving mass or gratitude kind of, yeah, no, you know, I mean, there are things in life that I've come to see that I've come to experience that I think are important. And I, I do try to live me you on know, my life, you know, with mm-hmm. those principles. Am I successful hundred percent of the time? Heck no. Right. I mean, you know, I, I fall back to the, the age old uh, excuse. I'm human. I make mistakes. Right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> 
you know, quite frankly, you know, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not, you know, in that kind of realm by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I do actively try to, um, you know, live that way and think right. that way and act that way. And when I have the opportunity like this, you know, to tell people, you know, why I think it's a, it's a good, good way to be, and not just for other people, but for yourself. I have had this conversation with my wife. Okay. How'd that go? At, at first, she's like, I have to have, at least have to have running water. Okay. That's like her main requirement. Okay. Um, but over time, I think the idea has become more appealing to her. You know, the idea of not, like, maybe not going out completely, but she's certainly more open to the idea of, you know, selling everything we have and going to live out in the country, get some animals, grow some food. Mm-hmm. kind of idea or, or or possibly like living on the road traveling you know uh, so so she's certainly been become more open to it so so what so let, let, let's say she totally says hey you know what honey i'm in let's do this mm-hmm. you pack it up oh yeah <laughs> all right yeah yeah i mean i mean honestly like like for me when i was younger i mean i was young in my after high school um, I played in a punk band. I lived in a in a Pinto with three other people. Nice, wow! And, and then after the Pinto, I, don't know, I, I found a, an abandoned house in the hood, mm-hmm. and I lived there for a couple of years. And and I kind of look back. Sometimes I I still even even romanticize that part of my life because I didn't have any responsibility. I, I was. Right. Chasing a dream that most people would consider an impossible dream. Granted, I didn't completely achieve my dream, but I did get to meet tons of cool people during that experience. Yeah. And and I don't have any regret. That's fantastic. And, and, so, and, and the idea of kind of to be able to do that, something similar to that at the end of my life, just like I did, like that kind of, it was almost like ending, ending the last part of my life the same way I, I began it, have it kind of go full circle would, would be kind of cool. That's fantastic, you know, and, and and like I always encourage people, you know, as long as you're not going to hurt anybody, I think you should follow what makes you happy in life. And if that's something that would make you and your wife truly happy, man, more power to you guys. I think it's fantastic. It might work for you too. It might. <laughs> I'm open. I, li- I, li- I like to think <laughs> about things and, and explore ideas. <laughs> so, when you do the corporate speaking events yeah um what do you talk to them about uh you know really i I like to think i'm a little different than some speakers in that while i have certain topics that are more in my areas of strength like communication and leadership sales customer service uh company culture i I really my, my talks are all customized uh, really to fit the needs of the client. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that said, if it's something that either A, I don't have a knowledge base in, or B, I just personally don't believe in, then I would I would say thank you anyway, but I don't think I'm the right person for this job. Right. Uh, but, but typically provided it's within my wheelhouse and areas that they feel that their employees, if not themselves, if not leadership, needs to improve upon, then I, I custom write all, all my talks. Hmm. With leadership, 
Does yeah. that ever conflict? I mean, I know for me, it definitely conflicts with the idea that all people are created equally and that no person is above another. No, I, I, I don't I don't necessarily think that. I, I think what you said is absolutely correct in that we, we all are equal. And, and, and to me, this is one of the things I, I do say on a consistent basis is that, hey, you know what? I'm me, I'm doing this. I, I'm, I'm nobody special in this regard or in any regard. Anything that you want, you feel like you can have in your life, you can have it as well. You know, so so I totally agree with with what you said in mm -hmm. terms of the equal part. Uh, in terms of the leadership uh, part, you know, companies, nonprofits, they, they have structures for better or worse, right? So, um, you know, a, a leader or a boss or however however it is you want to phrase it, um, you know, I think those, those positions, you know, are, are relevant and, and there's nothing wrong with that, provided that you don't abuse that power, right? So there's a difference between a boss and a leader, right? A boss typically, I don't know about you, but a lot of people think about a boss as being, hey, this is the way you have to do it. Sit down, shut up and do your work and don't bother me and don't come to me with any questions mm -hmm. and just get the work done, right? Whereas leaders... Yeah, you know, more inspired, they more motivate, they're knowledgeable, they're knowledge-based, uh, but they realize kind of what you said. Hey, we're in this together and we're working together. Okay. We're trying to grow together, right? Um, it's just that he or she, you know, the, the, the individuals who are in those positions right now, uh, they're in the position right now. So, so they get to try to, you know, bring people along and help them grow yeah. while yeah. in the process, they're trying to improve themselves as well. Mm -hmm. But, but, Here's here's the thing I'll say about leadership, and and, and this is something that that I've uh, had uh, talk with about um, you know with with employers, and simply this: you don't have to be in charge to be a leader. Right? Leadership comes in many many forms. For somebody who doesn't have that title or that recognition or just mm -hmm. the time at the company, you know, leadership can be in terms of. You're showing up, you're showing up on time, you're professionally, you know, good, nice appearance, uh, you work hard, you try to help others along, right? When the opportunities present themselves, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're doing things, yeah, for the betterment of yourself, but you really want to see the company grow as well, uh, or you may want to make a positive impact in society and, and doing your role, right? So you, you don't have to have that title, that, that, right. that position. You don't have to be in charge to be a leader. That's cool. I recently just has taken on a leadership role, a, supervi a supervisor position about two months ago. Congratulations. And, um, I hope. you know, <laughs> one of the things, like, uh, you know, it's like I know what I don't want to be. You know what I mean? I don't want to be that lazy schmuck sitting behind a desk barking right. out orders yeah. and not setting an example. Sure. So what I've been doing is I go out and I work with my employees. I do what they're doing. I work with them alongside them. Sure, sure. And, and, and try to create an active example rather than spewing a bunch of nonsense out of my mouth. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Bottom line is they know you're the boss. They know you're in charge, right? <laughs> so, you know, you don't really need that validation from barking orders behind a desk, like you say, mm -hmm. right? So I, I think more power to you. Yeah, what leaders to me take an active role in what it is that's trying to be accomplished, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, and, you know, and I want to work as, a, work as a team. You know, mm -hmm. it, 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 at the end of the day, 
even though I might be have this title supervisor, my, my real job is to create to keep the whole thing working as one unit. Yeah. So 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 we're really still one entity. Yeah. You know, and, and it has to function. Yeah, and, and I'd imagine that yeah the way you approach it has been well received now. Somewhat. I mean, okay. I, I mean, I did have a rebellion, and, and, and some people quit. And, you know, I, 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 that also is something that I think that happens anytime somebody takes on a leadership role and is replacing an old leader. You know, sure. there, there's people that are really attached to that old way of way things were done versus the new one. And, and they get mad or, or don't like the change and they leave. Right. Well, and, and to me, the downside of that is, hey, you shorthanded for a little while. Yeah. But the upside of it, right, and talking about perspective, mm-hmm. is the fact that now you get people, more people in to, to your team who buy into the philosophy of what it is that you're trying to accomplish and, and trying to grow, get more like-minded people on board. And, and really, you know, in the short term, yeah, it's a struggle. But in the bigger picture, it seems like, a you know, an opportunity anyway for, for, for a big win. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, some, Sometimes, I mean, I mean, I guess it really works out because in, in, in the end, I didn't really have to do anything to, to get rid of the dead weight anyway because they left. Right, right. <laughs> no. That's a great day. <laughs> <laughs> and um, is, is that kind of like what, like how, how does a, a, a leader do that? Like what is a good way for a leader to get, like, and I'm sure almost everybody in a supervisor position has had employees that almost create more work than they yeah. actually do. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, sometimes it's, you know, there's a reactionary way of saying, you know, going up and threatening, right? <laughs> and saying, hey, if you don't do this, then then you're out of here, mm-hmm. right? Or, you know, you can take the approach of, uh, let's say, for example, it's you and I'm your supervisor. Mm-hmm. Hey, Gary, uh, you know, I've kind of noticed that, you know, as I'm trying to build a certain philosophy and a certain belief here that you you kind of, uh, it it seems to me that you're really not buying into that. But let's have a conversation about that. Tell me what you're thinking, right? Mm -hmm. Because I I don't want to assume as a leader that I know exactly what he's thinking or what you're thinking. I'm I'm probably right, right? But Mm -hmm. you still want to make sure because you know what? While while you in in this scenario seem to be going against everything I'm saying, right, for example, how do I know that you don't have a sick child at home that's really weighing on your mind right. or, or, or an economic hardship is taken over and, um, it, you know, it's really causing you to be a little bit more distant than you have in the past. Right. So, you know, another big thing I talk about is communication, right? To me, you show me any successful company or, or, or nonprofit and you're going to have one that's, that's steeped in very good communication uh, styles and techniques. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, for me, it's about understanding first, right? And then assuming that, you know, thankfully none of that stuff is going on, you know, just explaining that, well, you know, Gary, I hope you understand that, yeah, this is something I feel very strongly in. This is a direction that we're going in as a company. And I'd really like for you to buy to, to buy into this. You know what? You're a valued employee and people actually like you and, and they look up to you. So, you know, if you, you know, I'd appreciate the fact that, uh, I'd appreciate if you'd go on ahead and just start buying in a little more 
And if it's not your beliefs, then you know we'll we'll have a discussion another time. But I, I'd really appreciate you making that effort. How do you feel about that? And then obviously mm-hmm. give you the opportunity to talk more about it. Yeah, it's definitely a fair approach. Yeah. And and I like the starting off with questions too, because it is easy to assume we mm-hmm. know, but sometimes Absolutely. we don't. And also, people like to be heard and not talked at. Absolutely. Yeah, people people love talking about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I pull off this podcast. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> And look how successful you are. There you go. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> um, do you ever feel um, that there's people out there that are justified in not um, buying into this type of philosophy of being grateful for what they have or don't hmm. have? You know, I, I don't know if it's a matter of it, to, to say they're justified or not justified it, it is for, for me to make a judgment on them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I don't know that I would at least at least I wouldn't use that, that terminology. Uh, there, there are certainly things and people that you can look at and say, wow, she has a lot to be thankful. And oh, wow, look at me compared to this one. Well, you know what? Is one of my, another one of my uh, mistakes as a younger guy uh, was like always looking to other people and saying, and don't get me wrong, it's not like a, I'm 100% over this, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but looking at other people and saying, ah, what have I done wrong? How come I'm, I'm so much better than this and, and I'm such a better person than this one? And how come you know he has all of this? How come she has all of that? You know what? It, it doesn't matter. It, what what matters is that you know I, I, I'm happy with myself, truly happy with myself, and, and in terms of who I am, in terms of efforts I put forward, and in terms of doing the very best that I can. If I'm doing that, and if I'm doing that on a consistent basis, then most days are really, really good, mm-hmm. right, in my life. Um, so so in terms of making the judgment and getting back to that, I, I think that's. Um, that's something that we have to look inwardly first. Why are we making you know, judgments? Right? right? Is everything in my life so perfect? <laughs> and even if it is, that still doesn't give me the right to, to um, bring somebody else down. No, no, no. And that, and that brings back to, to everybody's equal. And you know. Absolutely. Um, yeah, what, what you do, Gary, with respect to what you do, with respect to what I do, mm-hmm. um, CEOs, uh People who are in custodial services, whatever, right? We 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 have the ability to to do and be whatever it is that we desire to do. Now, is it more challenging for some people than others? Absolutely, right. But you know, to me, it, it's about first and foremost believing in myself, believing in what I what it is I can do. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the messages I always, even though I customize my talks, one of the things I always try to get people to understand is that individually, we, we, we're limitless in what we can accomplish. Right. And then imagine putting all that together, right, collectively, and what we could do as a society, as a world. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's just, just untapped, um, unlimited possibilities. But 
it all starts individually in who we are. But we have to have that belief. We have to have that mindset. And then again, take the actions necessary to create the, the reality that we want. Yeah. When it comes to creating the reality that we want, um, and, and we were, you know, I was mentioning this earlier, you know, before we started about, you know, sort of my, my, my view on capitalism and, yes. and companies and how they treat people. And, and, and actually like the whole idea of, of, for me, like even money and ownership of, mm -hmm. of, of things, um, you know, and again, I, I'm, I am, I'm just an old fashioned punk rock anarchist. You know, okay. I don't, I don't, I, in a lot of ways, I, I believe that that money is one of the worst things to ever happen to the human race because it's a, it's an unequal exchange right. of energy rather than an equal exchange of energy. Sure. Um, and far as like ownership, who is one? How can we possibly divvy up the earth into pieces of plants and say that you own it? And plus, you don't really own anything anyway because right. you die. <laughs> so sure. it's not like you own anything forever anyway. It's more right. we're, we're just right. using, we're using <laughs> it, you know. Right. Right. Um, so so when I hear these hear people and I, you know, like I said, I, I work for Comcast and they have had these guys come in and they preach about success, being successful, mm -hmm. you know, getting the job, the money, the car, all the stuff that, that that's going to make your dreams come true. And they sell you this pipe dream, you know, to make you try to work harder for mm -hmm. the company <laughs> for the same right. amount, for the same amount of money. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You know, so, 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 so they're, they're trying to get more energy out of you and you're receiving the same thing back from them. Um, you know, where I think that far as using our creative ability, it should be used for the whole, the whole planet, the whole, everyone, everybody yeah. should be included. We, if everybody worked together just to make life good for each other, the world would be a totally different place. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I guess I have a few things to say about that. One is in terms of <clears throat> you painted the scenario of the, of the boss coming in and yeah, be more of a success and more of this and more of that and material things, right? Well, success isn't just measured in my in my book uh, in terms of you know the size house I have or, or the, the brand of car that I drive or my bank account, right? Success is measured in so many different ways. You know, you, you can be a, a success, in, yes, in the job that you do. But you could also be a success as a, as a husband, as a son, right? Mm -hmm. You could be a great brother or sister. Uh, you'd be successful in terms of this podcast. This podcast to me, whether you have you know 10 million listeners or three, right? It's a success because you're driving home a message that you're sticking true and, and being true to yourself and delivering that message. So you're successful in that way and being true to who you are. So, so success, yeah, you know, like, like I spoke about earlier, you know, money's a great way to prove, to, to give, right? Um, it's a great way to show that you're success, uh, that you're successful, but you're successful in this one little part of life, mm -hmm. right? Doesn't mean you're success in all that you do and all that you are. So um, success to me is measured in a number of ways. Uh, in terms of money, 
and capitalism and trying to get more. I, I have shared this with my wife, and this is the fact. And if somebody wants to run with this and go forward and start this, <laughs> man, hats off. Just if you give me credit, that would be cool. But if not, that's okay too. Uh, my thought is that, you know, there, there are companies uh, who always want to look good, right, to the public. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? I, I don't think there is if they're trying to help people out. And, and also in the process, they maintain their image or, or right. give a nicer right. image. That's okay too. So, what I say is that I'm going to uh, one day go somewhere Midwest in about 100 acres, buy it up, and create Free City USA to where <laughs> you come on in and you mm -hmm. live in this area and everybody works together and they try to help each other out. And when you need stuff, guess what? You can get it, not have to pay any money because all the stuff is donated by you know, certain companies. So you know whether you buy into that whole thing or not, uh, the, the fact of the matter is, uh, we don't necessarily need money. Uh, we never have needed money. It, it's a it's a class kind of system, and and yeah, there is a lot of uh, negativity and, and points that can be brought up about it uh, that that point to the negative. But um, you know, to, to to your point, I I would agree in that it's it's not necessary. Star, Star Trek's a great show, man. Mm -hmm. They never need money. <laughs> that is the future. We've all all evolved. I'm a Trekkie, right? Uh, uh, we've all evolved at that point, realizing that we don't need, you know, money. We don't need archaic systems, as they phrased it, you know, like right. like monetary, you know, structures and all that. And yeah, I hope that we do. I, I think we will get there, but you know, it, it, it's a process. And unfortunately, you know, we may not see in our lifetimes uh, the the end result of that. But I, I think stuff like that is coming. Hmm. I wasn't expecting that answer. <laughs> well, there you go. That's <laughs> really curveball. <laughs> yeah, you sure did. <laughs> now, I, I, to, to, to what your answer you might have been expecting, right now, I do like to have money. You know, I, I, I don't do what I do so I can make a million dollars, but I, I do what I do to impact people and to make a difference. And I know that I trust that things that I need right now in life that are necessary, like money, right? That stuff's going to come. As long as I stay true to who I am and what it is I'm trying to accomplish and in, in you know, my mission of trying to make a difference in people's lives, that stuff, it's all going to take care of itself. Mm. And, you know, um, compared to five years ago when I first started my business, I was a little more nervous about it, mm -hmm. <laughs> but now it's like, okay, yeah, just trust and just believe and, and do everything you can to make you know, good things happen and they're going to happen. Did you, are. did you question yourself when you started this business? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> heck yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a comfort thing, right? Yeah. You, you, you have a job and a lot of jobs, they pay a salary or an hourly wage. So it's something, you know, you can rely on. Uh, whereas when you go out on your own, at least in my type of business, it's not like every day I'm selling something in a location, um, you know, like a storefront or anything like that. It's um, I'm, if I'm selling anything, I'm selling myself, I'm selling my beliefs, my ideas, and and having the faith and the confidence to realize that there are enough like-minded people like me and enough like-minded companies and nonprofits like me uh, that will you know, ultimately see the value that I can bring. Um, and again, I, I'm I'm pretty transparent guy, as hopefully you know by now. Um, there's still days I'm like, 
holy mackerel, what the hell heck's going on here? You know, <laughs> this has been a rough week or a rough couple of weeks or, you know, but uh, again, bottom line is I, I, I kind of know where I'm at now and, mm -hmm. and I feel very, very good about it. Is it, do you just do public talks? Or do you ever go to a company and stay there for like a couple of weeks and, and do like one-on-ones with people? Yeah. So, so, uh, so creating our reality, uh, LLC, uh, yes, I'm a keynote speaker, but I also do a lot of workshops and trainings for employees. Mm -hmm. uh, I do one-on-ones and in, in try to help people see certain things and grow within their, their roles. Uh, but I also act as a consultant to companies as well. So I do a little bit of, of all of those things, quite frankly. Hmm. And to me, while they're different, they, they're kind of interchangeable uh, in terms of a company or nonprofits, um, you know, structure and format and trying to, to be a little more effective in certain areas of their business or their organization. So, um, you know, whether it's somebody to come in and give not just an immediate boost to the talk, but to me, I always try to make it something that's valuable enough to be sustained, you know, for the, for the people who are listening, um, whether well, it's doing that or, or just working one-on-one, -on -one, as you say, yeah, I, I do both of those things, all of those things. Wow. Did, uh, what, what, has COVID been a challenge for you in the way you conduct oh, business? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so in the last year, one of the things I've gotten very good at is adaptability. <laughs> uh, you know, there, there were no uh, speeches to be given, at least not in person, right? Um, I did a few online, but getting used to that, you know, that's, that's a challenge. And, and I've been able to do it now. But um, really, I've kind of turned more towards the, the consulting aspect of what I do. And thankfully, that's been been successful for me. Cool. When you do your speaking engagements, do you wear like a headset and run around a stage? <laughs> uh, cartwheels, dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I always see uh, these guys, you know, they put the headset on, it comes out and they have this loud music. I'm like, ah! And they make yeah, the people, yeah, yeah. it's like, first it starts out like it's a pep rally, and then you get people all wound up. and Right, right. That, you know, it, yeah, we laugh about that. But I, I think in a lot of ways that that's, that's successful. And let me tell you why. Because what happens when, when somebody is like that? Provided they're good and they, they choose the right tone and music and all that kind of stuff, it gets people up, it gets people flowing, it gets people open to mm -hmm. listening to that person. That said, I'm typically not like that. Uh, I do like to have a wireless mic because I'm Italian and I talk with my hands all the time, right? So I can't be holding on to a microphone. Um, but... Um, yeah, my talks are really geared towards being uh, you know, informative you know, about a given topic, uh, motivational, interactive. I like to have, have fun with people. So I'll right. get them involved. I'll, I'll get them hopefully laughing um, at my corny jokes, and, and we'll have a good time together. You ever crack a joke and nobody laughs? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> the, the room just goes silent. Yeah, yeah. No, but it has happened, thankfully, not as much as it used to. <laughs> it's all right. It happens with my podcast. I've cracked jokes and I've had guests sort of like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man. Doubt, no doubt. Thanks, thanks for taking the time to, to come on today. This was, this was interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, I sincerely appreciate it and hope, hope your listeners enjoyed it as well. And I uh, appreciate the opportunity to be on. Uh, before we wrap it up, where can my listeners find you? 
yeah, if, if you would, guys, please check out my website. That's creatingourreality.com, where you can learn more about the services that I offer. You can also get information on my book, The Power of Giving and Gratitude, which is available through my website, uh, excuse me, through uh, my publisher, Ozark Mountain Publishing. Uh, it's also available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, as an ebook, as an audio book, whatever you need. It's cool. all there. I'll post the links to the uh, to your website, and I'll also post oh. a link to the Amazon page, so people can uh, check you out and buy your book. Thank you, man. I appreciate that so much. All right, awesome. Thanks for being on, and just hang out for one moment while I play my outro. Excellent. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable on KGRA Radio. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or email him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the costs of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of his page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. Oh yes, I almost forgot. You can buy his book, Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need, and it's on Amazon. It'll change your life, because remember, everything that exists was first imagined. Hey, if you loved what you listened to, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe.